Star Wars 7x7 episode 1947. Well, you may have seen stories with headlines saying that the details of the Game of Thrones guys' Star Wars story have been revealed. Well, yes and no, and so we'll explore that, as well as one late breaking bit of Star Wars news for the month of November. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So, the Game of Thrones guys, yeah, naturally there is some stuff that's coming out now that the story is out that they are no longer involved with the Star Wars storytelling situation thanks to their five-year, $250 million deal with Netflix. Must be nice. Here's the scoop on the reporting that's come out. The gist of their story, the only line that's actually been revealed is that the focus of their movies is supposed to be about the start of the Jedi. I mean, that's basically it. That's the detail, you know? So when you see stories that say, oh, you know, here's the deal about what they were going to do. Well, I mean, that tells you something large, potentially, but it is really only just the one fact that has been revealed. And even that is being quoted as an anonymous source situation. So, you know, what the real deal is, uh, yeah, it doesn't tell us a lot. What we can tell you, though, or what I can tell you, though, is that if you look at the current canon, in other words, the reboot after April of 2014, there isn't really a heck of a lot about the history of the Jedi Order or the start of the Jedi Order, just a notion that the uh, character depicted in that um, stone uh, reflecting pool at the top of the Jedi Temple Space on Octo is the prime Jedi, a first Jedi in The Last Jedi. Um, aside from that, we don't really know much about the origins of the Jedi. You have to go to Legends to look at what that says to have any sort of sense of it. And what you learn is that the beginning of the Jedi Order, or at least the organization that presaged what we all came to think of as the Jedi Order, didn't start until something like 36,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, okay? So 36,000 plus years before the events of the original Star Wars, aka A New Hope. That's a lot of time, and it's kind of interesting to consider that when you consider in tandem the notion that and it's unrelated to the Game of Thrones guys, unrelated to Benioff and Weiss, but it is related to Game of Thrones, that also breaking news this week was the fact that a pilot had been developed for Game of Thrones or for a Game of Thrones prequel starring Naomi Watts that was supposed to take place a very long time prior to the events of the Game of Thrones TV show that just concluded. And it was supposed to show, you know, how the White Walkers began and, you know, all sorts of very long ago legendary stuff. And even as that movie was canceled, or as that series was canceled, a second one was greenlit, and it takes place only about 150 or so years prior to the events of the Game of Thrones series that just ended. So instead of, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of years, just a couple of hundred. Now, the reports go on to say that in the summertime, as Benioff and Weiss were starting to develop their vision 
for this that their vision started to diverge from what Lucasfilm's vision was on this and that created stress in the relationship to say nothing of the fact that you know the Netflix deal happened in August and there is some question as to whether their reactions to the um, fan uh, feedback from the Game of Thrones finale might have factored into things and whether they wanted to potentially face that kind of feedback in getting involved with Star Wars movies, which is, you know, its own situation. And perhaps not unexpectedly, this is bringing up, you know, suggestions and supposition about the creative control being exercised at Lucasfilm over various creators and whether it's too tight or too much. And, you know, this is something that I feel like I kind of addressed earlier this week when I talked about Marvel and about how I feel like there's a narrative that's inaccurate out there about Marvel, about how everything that they have done has gone swimmingly when that's not necessarily in fact the case. And again, my intention is not to criticize Marvel in that regard at all. My intention is just simply to say, hey, I think there's a narrative out there that exists that isn't necessarily accurate and that it's used to bag on Lucasfilm and I don't think you can really do that. So I think I've explained that one and I think I'm gonna let that stand pat. All right, I am gonna say one other thing. You know, for every situation where we hear about creatives that were unable to work with Lucasfilm, or at least it suggested that they were unable to work with Lucasfilm because their creative impulses were being curtailed. There are stories of directors who did just fine. J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, Ron Howard, John Favreau as a showrunner for The Mandalorian, and yeah, you can agree or disagree with the product that they put out. That's not the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation is that you know, there are people who seem to work in the system just fine. And come to think of it, when it comes to The Mandalorian, it's not even just Jon Favreau, it's also Rick Fukuyama, Deborah Chow, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Taika Waititi. We don't know anything about the episodes that they directed for The Mandalorian, but, you know, so far it seems like everything went just swimmingly with their experiences and... So, yeah, I, you know, again, I just, I don't know if the narrative of it being a difficult situation at Lucasfilm is entirely accurate or is, you know, best viewed, you know, in isolation and, you know, whether you compare it to, you know, another situation, another studio or anything like that, I don't know if it, it necessarily seems as bad as some media outlets like to make it. So there you go. That hopefully is the last I have to say about that. Um, Late-breaking Star Wars news <laughs> and that I will talk to you about after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So, 
The reason why this is late-breaking comparatively is because I recorded a couple of episodes in advance because Brainstormer Lonnie was invited to speak at a conference, the New Hampshire Conference for Women, the largest conference for female professionals in the state of New Hampshire. And so I was at the conference supporting her and prepping before it, and so recorded the episode about the November big events in Star Wars prior to the announcement of Vader Immortal Episode 3 coming out on November 21st. And that announcement was made on Halloween Day on the 31st, but I had already recorded the episode on the 30th for November 1st. So that's why I didn't say anything about Vader Immortal Episode 3 in the big November news announcements because it hadn't been announced by the time I recorded. Ta-da! <laughs> November 21st. The cliffhanger from Vader Immortal 2 will be revealed, and, or resolved, I should say, and we haven't talked about Vader Immortal Episode 2 on the show here yet, but we will, and we'll also talk about Episode 3 not too long from now, so less than three weeks until this thing is completed. I gotta say, I thought that when they announced it, we were gonna be looking at you know, years in between, like it was going to be, you know, January of 2020 for episode two and January of 2021 or thereabouts for episode three. So it's rather exciting that all three episodes of Vader Immortal are debuting in the same year. That's very cool. And of course, it does make you wonder about future VR titles and whether we're going to get them, you know, one after the other after the other like that episode-wise, so that's pretty cool, and that is going to do it for this episode of the show overall as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.